Hey guys, it's your girl Mo Diggs and I'm here with your daily black history moment. Today we are talking about Alvin Ailey. Alvin Ailey was an African-American choreographer who's best known for popularizing modern dance while creating a company focused on the inclusion of black dancers of all race and backgrounds. He brought dance and the beauty of black bodies to fight for justice. Alvin Ailey formed the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater in March 1958, turning the blues, spirituals, and gospels as inspiration. Ailey's choreography is best described as being based upon his blood memories of Texas. This inspiration is most notably seen in Ailey's Revelations. In addition to the 97 ballets created by Ailey over the course of his career, Avin Ailey, American Dance Theater, showcased the work of other dancers and continues to add new pieces to the repertoire today. Avin Ailey once said, I am trying to show the world that we are all human beings and that color is not important. What is important is the quality of our work. That's it for today's Black History Moment. Bye, guys. Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden, and today is February 27th, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily Podcast, Heavenly Bee wraps up her conversation with James Marshall, our resident relationship expert. Do you have the recipe for finding and keeping the right kind of energy in your life? Find out right here, right after the weather. This is the month of love on the Prince George's Daily Podcast. For today, we can expect windy and clear conditions for the area. Our high temperature under clear skies will be in the mid-40s, with winds gusting up to 30 miles per hour. Our low temp tonight will drop slightly below freezing. For tomorrow, the temperature gets back up into the mid-40s with a slight chance of rain. Cool conditions for the weekend with little chance of rain. The National Weather Service tells us that our sunrise was at 6.43 and our sunset this afternoon will take place at 5.57 for Prince George's County. That's the weather for today, February 27th, 2020. Stay with us after today's episode of The Season of Love. We'll bring news from the desk of Lillian Torres. In today's news, a baby drugging case gets another look. The campaign theft case gets a sentence and no increased score requirement for high school graduates in the state of Maryland after some contentious debate. Stay right here for today's exciting news. Coming right up, Heavenly and Pastor James Marshall, our Prince Georgian of the day. This is the Prince George's Daily Podcast at PGCC. So you talk um, a little bit. I, I, if you guys hear me referring to a book, it's a workbook that he had in one of his workshops that I attended. And I flipped through it this morning. And one of the things that... I thought was interesting was he talked about dating someone who has children. Mm. And I think that's amazing because I think that's another overlooked group of people. Yeah. What would you say is a good time for you to introduce your partner to your children or your new partner to your children? That's a great question. Um, So I always tell people you want to be responsible with introducing children, right? You just don't want to go from, yeah, I just met this cool guy online yesterday (laughs) And and here's my kids. So you want to be responsible, um, but you want to do it gradually. Um, they should your children should see you in every phase of the relationship. Mm-hmm. They should see, you know, Mr. Rodney. Oh, as that's one of mommy's friends. They, you know, you know, they was maybe we was in a real big group, large setting. It wasn't like a thing. And then Mr. Rodney just happened to be there. Right. Yeah. And you say, oh, hey, this is one of my friends, Mr. Rodney. But there's still a lot of other people in the room that that child already knows and they trust. Okay. Because what happened is that child would say, oh, okay, I see Mr. Rodney interacting with other people that I've known mommy or daddy, well, whatever the case may be, to interact with. 
And I, I want to make sure that, you know, uh, I can trust them too now because I see them interacting. So then you gradually do it. Then you, you go from the next phase from, okay, it's a big, large setting where I introduce my child to you. Well, now I may go to a setting where now it's a little bit more intimate, mm-hmm. right? And they get to see them here. Oh, remember Mr. Riley? He was at the event. Oh, hey, Mr. Riley, you came over. And um, they see them there for a little bit before they go to full-blown, they living in the house now. See, yeah. what people do is they, the first <laughs> time they meet the kids, the day they bring in their clothes over. And it's just right. too far. So I always tell people, you know, at least try to um, get the get to know the person without your children being in the mix. I'm talking about maybe just platonically as friends for three to six months. Okay. Um, I think that that's a, a, a safe time. And then that first time after three months needs to be, in a big, large group, maybe you're, you're going to have a cookout at your house and you got family over there. You got other friends over there. Mr. Rodney's here. Hey, Mr. Hey, Rodney, come over. I want to introduce you to my kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they get to see Mr. Rodney. And then maybe there's a second large group setting. And then after that, they say, oh, Mr. Rodney, you know, then they can hear me say, yeah, I'm getting ready to go out with Mr. Rodney. Mm-hmm. We just me and Mr. Rodney, you know, so they it's, it's a, gradual. It's gradual. It's not like zero to 80 you know dad moved out on monday rodney came in on tuesday type stuff yeah i don't know who rodney is but (laughs) But it's a good name to use all right so what what do you tell a woman who is in her 30s early or late biological clock is ticking feeling the pressure to get married and have children what advice do you give her (sighs) that's a that's a really great question and 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 I want to be careful with my answer because I've never been a woman. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to carry a child. Um, I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't understand that pain of, you know, see, seeing that window of opportunity for me to have children closing. And so I don't want to I hear a lot of people answer that question just real flippantly. Oh, girl, you be all right. Just don't even mm-hmm. worry about it. Trust the Lord. It's type modern of medicine. You know. But I don't know what that feeling is. I don't know what that emotion is. And so um, I want to be sensitive to that. Um, I think two things that they should consider. I think they should consider finding new ways to pursue a relationship. If you haven't met someone and you've been doing your same old thing, maybe it's time to try something different. Mm. Um, That's the first thing I would say. And then the second thing that I would say is um, make sure that you're putting a lot of energy into being prepared mm-hmm. to be the parent you want to be one day. Um, we so Sometimes we get so focused on, I got to get the child, I get the child, I get the child. But what are you doing to prepare yourself for the child? Yeah. You know, um, maybe sometimes the reason why you haven't got there yet is because you've been building this empire, you know, um, over here and doing so much work over here that you haven't slowed down enough to say, let me really get focused on what I really want to be, you know? Now, I'm, now this is where I'm going to take a little turn and it may Most bring turn. gender into this. Yeah. I feel, and I'm sure you probably hear this a lot or see it, women are given a different message about that than men. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Women, or at least in that millennial generation mm-hmm. anyway, it was told to girls, 
focus on your education, focus on this, that, and the other. All the things that you can count on, pretty much. Right, right. They right. won't say those exact words, but the tangible things, focus on that. Right. Don't focus on love. Don't focus mm-hmm. on the relationship. And so it's almost looked down upon. Yeah, when a person does For that. a woman to want to, to, to focus. How dare a woman say, I'm ready for love or I'm looking for love. Right. You need to be focused on you. You yeah. need to be focused on God, girl. Yeah, yeah. But a yeah. man can say that. Yeah. So I think it's kind of programming a little bit. Right, because, you know, what happens is, you know, and I'm a, I'm a father of, of two daughters, you know, where that ideology comes from is it's the also, it's the theory that you don't want a woman being dependent upon a man. Yeah. You know, and so what we do is we go to the extreme about it. You know, I don't want you to be dependent on a man. So all I tell you to focus on is work, is education, is building this empire. But deep down inside, there's something in you that wants a relationship, too. And so what I tell people is that you don't have to abandon one in order to pursue the other. Yeah, I can still go to work and do my nine to five and, and, and grow. But at the same time, I can, you know, pursue relationships on the side. Now, here's the thing. You don't want either world to hurt the other. Yeah. I don't want my pursuit for wealth to hurt my ability to have a relationship. And I don't want my pursuit of relationship to hurt my ability to achieve wealth. Yeah. And so you got to find a, a, a right prioritization of both worlds. I prioritize this during my off times, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I prioritize this during my work times. You know, but you don't want to build this habit where all you're doing is working. And, and that's what's happening a lot of days now. It is. It's happening a lot. And um, I think that should be the new narrative. Yes. We have to shift the narrative and, and let people know that you can have both. You can't have both. I mean, I mean when, you, when you get married, you're going to have both. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's it's a little bit of narrative. But I understand where it comes from because, you know, I, you know, we, we teach um our daughters hey look man you know you don't need to depend on a man to do nothing for you you need to do xyz and i get it but at the same time it doesn't mean you can't pursue relationships if that's your desire yeah what basic boxes should a couple check off before you would consider them ready for marriage because you do premarital counseling right a lot of premarital counseling i do officiate a lot of weddings so basic boxes um the first thing I would say is, do we have the same understanding of what we want to get out of marriage? Mm. Sometimes you got one cup, one person who wants to get X out of marriage and then other cup, other person wants to get Y out of marriage and they're not going into the marriage looking for the same thing. And at the end of the day, if we ain't going to this looking for the same thing, I'm not going to have the ability to give you what you're looking for. Cause I'm, I may not even, that may not even be on my radar. Yeah. You know, you might want someone that you can, you know, uh, you know, sit on the, on the dock of the bay with, <laughs> you know, <laughs> watching the time roll away. And they think you're dock of the bay. <laughs> exactly. And this other person's like, nah, I'm trying to get a business partner in here. I'm trying to be Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. You know? And so, we got to make sure that we're going into marriage looking for the same thing. And then the second thing I would say that they got to check off in the box is we both got to get a mutual understanding of the tools we need to build a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you think about it, most people do at least two to four to six to sometimes eight years of some type of higher education in order to get a job in a uh, in 
in a career field that they hope to one day retire from. Yeah. So they spend all these years in school to do a job that they're not going to do until the day they die. Well, marriage is something that at the altar you say until death do us part. Yeah. So how much more so is it important for us to get education and training in something that we're going to do for the rest of our lives? So as a couple, you got to make sure that we've set somewhere and we've gotten training for marriage. Give me the tools on how I can resolve conflict. Give me the tools on how I can keep our communication good. Give me the tools on how I can interact and we can do our roles and responsibilities. Give me the tools on how we should manage finances and what sex looks like in our marriage. Give me tools so that I can keep the marriage healthy. And what happens is a lot of people, they want love because love going to keep us together. And that's what they kind of go into marriage with. And I'm saying that's a real organic approach to a marriage. And let me tell you something. You don't want your marriage to be organic. I know. I get it. I get it. I wasn't expecting that one. I get it. I'm telling you. I'm telling but you. But I feel you. You can e-organic. I, I mean, that's really good to do. And I know Stokely got a whole song out right now. This is Let It Be Organic and all that stuff. But let me tell you something. Organic things atrophy a lot quicker than things that have been processed. Mm. And let me tell you something. Your marriage is not going to be healthy by chance. Yeah, you got to do something. It's going to be healthy because you've done some things on purpose to keep it healthy. So, so you you definitely are not marrying people who have not first been to counseling. Not me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a, you know, I, I tell people. Not me. <laughs> I tell people all the time because, you know, I do a lot of weddings. So people see me do weddings and they say, oh, it's so great. And I, can you marry, you know, can you marry us and things like that? And I tell people all the time. I'm really not in the wedding business. I'm in the couples business. Mm-hmm. I want to see couples successful, yes. you know. And so um, they got to understand why they're getting into it. They got to understand, you know, the tools that we need in order to have a healthy marriage. And here's the third thing that I think is extremely overlooked, but it's extremely important. We got we have to have the blessing of some level of accountability. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that there got to be somebody in your life who has seen you and your significant other. And they're willing to say as some level of authority in your life, I'm willing to bless this. Okay. I'm willing to cover it. You know what? I think that they're good. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about whether this is a big brother or sister or parent or grandparent or aunt or uncle. There got to be somebody that you trust. trust. You got a lot of respect for that you hold in high esteem that can look at your relationship and say, I'm willing to give my blessing on it. Wow. I think that's important, man. You know, um, we need mentors. We yeah. need coaches. We need people who we trust. I mean, like, you know, uh, you don't get a promotion at work without your boss saying, you know what? I think she's she deserves a promotion. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so what we do is we want to run to the altar and there's nobody covering us. And yeah. And then now we now we looking. Well, I need some help. Can you tell me what you did? Can you tell me how to so help? What do you think about? counseling throughout the marriage even when nothing is going wrong oh i think that is a, and i'm not so that's you know it's always a trick question because people say well he would say that he counseled no yeah. let me tell you something um to that question to me is like asking me the question what do i think about going to the doctor even when you're healthy yeah Woo. You don't preach. Well, the only way you're going to stay healthy is ever, you got to go get a physical. Do some check-ins. Make you sure everything's good. You got to do some good. check-ins. You know what I'm saying? You don't go to the gym or go to a nutritionist or go to that just when you don't feel good. You, yeah. You got to do that type of stuff ongoing. And so the most successful couples have check-ins with somebody, even if it's not a counselor. It may be their, like, pastor. It may be, like, 
their parents. It may be somebody that they can sit down with and they can ask them the tough questions. How are y'all doing? Yeah. How is y'all's intimacy? How is y'all's communication? How are y'all resolving conflict? How long is the tension lasting? You need that. And so I always tell couples, you know, just like you take your car for a tune up or a oil change every 3000 miles, every at least one to three months, check in with somebody. I love it. Yeah. I love, love, love it. Okay. So even though you teach from a foundational uh, perspective of spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. That's your foundation. You do give very practical advice. And is that intentional? For you or like what's the thought process behind that? Yeah, that, it's very intentional for me. I never want to push my faith off on anybody else. You know, um, it is, that's not my job as a counselor. It's not my job as a relationship coach. Um, now, while a lot of my practical techniques do really have a foundation in God's word um, for me, um, some people don't look at, you know, the Bible as the inspired word of God. And that's I'm cool with that. You know, um, because I think some of the techniques and the tools that I can help you with are going to be helpful, whether you understand creation or understand faith Mm -hmm. or religion the same as I do. Um, And so what I try to do is I try to be very technical about your next step. Mm -hmm. What do you need to do? You know, now I do sometimes have the privilege of talking to people who share the same Um, faith as I do or same religion as I do and from that space then I can give them a lot more detail about where this comes from but if we don't share the same faith hey I'm not going to press my faith on you Mm -hmm. let's talk about what your next step is you know and I try to really help people there you know I've been to counselors before my wife and I and I leave out the session you know maybe feeling a little better but not knowing what to do next Mm. And, you know, so I in in my own personal practice, I've kind of committed myself to I don't want anyone to leave my session not knowing what their next step is. You know, so I always tell couples when I leave or individuals, I counsel a lot of individuals, too. All right, look, here's your homework. You know, here's what you want to do, because the counseling session, that's just a pep rally. Mm -hmm. The work starts when you hit those doors and you need to know what my next step is. But. People, you know, sometimes you go to these counselors and they play these games and they would say, well, let's just stop here. We can pick up here next time. And I'm not saying that. <laughs> and I'm not saying that it can't be a stop time. There, there has to be a stop time. But they don't seem invested. It's yeah. Like, but, you know, when we stop, what should I be doing between now and the next time we meet? Yeah. You know, and that's what I've always committed to. No one ever leaves a session with me with just, well, it was good talking to you today. Right. They always leave with, hey, this is what I want you to be doing. You yeah. know, this is what. You know, you need to have done by the time the next time we meet, you know. And when they get back and they didn't do their homework, what you say? (laughs) I I remind them, hey, look, (laughs) hey, look, this is because, you know, I'm not I'm not paying for this. This this is your investment. Yeah. You know, and I I, I don't mind sitting down with you, you know, but um, I I remind them, hey, look, you know, this is for you. But more importantly, I want to understand why, you know, Mm. because there's usually a reason why they do. People there's some people that just. You know, there's there's usually a good reason. So I want to understand what that reason is, because maybe that approach is not right for you. So maybe I got to change my approach with you. Right. I got to help you uh, navigate in a different direction, you know, or get to your goal in a different way. So, yeah. Listen, you have given us so much information (laughs) today, so much useful stuff. 
I'm sure the listeners are going to pull out their pens and pads. I'm going to listen back to this and pull out mine. <laughs> um, thank you so much for your investment in in the lives of the people in this county and, and wanting to see healthy love um, flourish and be displayed. I think it's much needed, and I think you're doing your well, work. I appreciate that. You're doing your work out here. Um, how can we connect with you online or via social media and then following that, how can the listeners set up sessions for individual counseling or couples counseling? That's a great question. So social media, um, I'm on Instagram and, and Twitter, although I don't spend much time on Twitter. But I'm on, I am on Instagram. Um, my uh, handle is at J.A. Marshall Jr. That's at J-A-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L-J-R um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and um, my... Um, Life um, consulting practice is called Kindred Hope, um, and you can go to kindredhope.com, and uh, there you can uh, book a session, or you can register for one of my classes or seminars, mm-hmm. um, and our uh, my office is in Lanham, Maryland, so oh. um, if you're in the Prince George's County mm-hmm. area, you can get to uh, me, and I also do a, a great... Um, Uh, a lot of counseling online as well. Um, And so you can be anywhere in the world. And I mean, I have, you know, couples who are in France and in, uh, you know, England. And um, I remember I did did premarital training with a a couple who the the wife was in Thailand and the husband was here in the States. Mm. And so, um, you know, online has allowed us to connect in a lot of different great ways. And so those are the ways you can get in touch with me. Absolutely. But thank you for your time. Everybody, this is your girl, Heavenly B, signing out for the Prince George's Daily. Until next week, good day. Hello, Prince George's County. My name is Lillian Torres, and here is the latest news for today. A nanny in Maryland is accused of drugging a toddler who has a congenital heart condition. News outlets report 38-year-old Shannon Emery was arrested Monday and faces several charges, including child abuse. Anne Arundel County police say the two-year-old girl's mother suspected the nanny was giving unauthorized pills to her daughter. She watched home surveillance video and says Emery was seen feeding white pills to the toddler. The child was then seen sleeping for several hours. Lab tests of the child's sippy cup came back positive for Benadryl. Emery has been released on bond. She could not be reached for comment. A treasurer and daughter of a former Maryland lawmaker has been sentenced to probation for misusing her mother's campaign funds. Anitra Edmond pleaded guilty in November to converting more than $35,000 in campaign funds for her personal use from November of 2012 through June of 2018 and failed to disclose the contributions on the state campaign finance reports. In a plea agreement, Edmond says she used the money for fast food, hairstyling, personal phone bills, and rent for a separate business. Court records show U.S. District Judge Theodore D. Chong sentenced her Monday to three years probation and ordered her to pay more than $35,000 in restitution. And for our last news story, Maryland State School Board has voted against plans that would raise the required scores needed to pass standardized tests. 
The decision Tuesday will keep current graduation requirements in place for incoming high school students. The Baltimore Sun reports the board cited a study linking success in college classes with students who earn at least a 3 out of 5 on the statewide exams in English and Algebra. The newspaper says the board was considering raising the score to 4, but the majority of the board members said the data showed it didn't need to raise the standard to ensure students are college ready. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres. This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly B, David Smalls, Maude Osei, and is executively produced by Dale Roden. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on love in the county. This is the Prince George's Daily.